What's up, everybody? If you thought you saw us already once tonight, no, you didn't. Fucking liar. Uh, it's three and a possible. We're two and a possible tonight. No Joe. Joe's out celebrating some wedding festivities. So, Devin and I are going to hold it down without him. Devin, I think we got this. I think we got this. We got we got Heat Lakers going on right now, so I'm kind of mad that I can't talk shit to Joe. I, can, I only get to talk shit to you right now because the Heat are up 10 with a minute and a half left in the game. As y'all keep throwing up bricks, but uh, but anyways, before we get into the basketball, we got I got a little exciting news to share with everybody. So, your boy is now a, a Jock Market ambassador. So, if you like daily fantasy sports, you can trade uh, shares of players, buy and sell shares of players in real time as the game's going on. It's just like any other FanDuel, DraftKings, but instead of setting lineups you buy as many or as little shares of players that you want if you use the promo code starns my last name s-t-a-r-n-e-s you will get a hundred percent deposit match as long as you deposit at least twenty dollars so if you put in a hundred they're gonna give you a hundred you put in fifty they're gonna they're gonna match you with fifty so it's a great deal um you know maybe we get a little following going on today and we'll do a little we'll do a little roundup before every yeah, why not? So we, can, we can talk a little strategy like tonight you know right now i'm sitting pretty gonna have the number one player for the night Giannis Antetokounmpo and it was it was a real easy pick for me Devion real easy pick he was trading <laughs> at about uh trading at 18 no Drew Holiday he's gonna have an increased workload that's easy money he's gonna finish number one or number two almost every time in that in that scenario so that, that was just guaranteed money for me Devion I'm just trying. I'm just trying to share share the love with everybody else. You know, I'm a kind-hearted guy like that. But uh, all right. Let's get into let's get into the basketball, Devion. Last night, December twenty seventh, legendary performance. Luca, magic. Everyone knows we argued about it last up ep last episode. I am not Luca's biggest fan, but hey, when someone does what Luca did last night, ain't nothing you do but just give him props for it, because that was fucking incredible. First person to ever have 60 points, 20 rebounds to go along with double digit assists ever in the entire NBA history. Usually that type of status reserved for something Wilt does. But Luca said, I got you. So uh Devion, I want your just kind of overall reaction. I'm sure by this point you've seen the crazy craziness that led just to overtime. Luka Magic, you know, down three, they foul. He makes the first free throw, intentionally misses the second, catches it midair and puts it back up, makes it just to set it to overtime, and then he dominated overtime. So I want to know your I want to know your kind of reaction to the night. I know you're taking a, a, a nice, good laugh at it because it was also against the Knicks. Um, you know what, what? Was your, what what was your reaction, Devion? Because I, I was sitting here, I was trying to go to bed, but I couldn't. I couldn't help but watch it. I couldn't help but watch it. They came from nine down with thirty three seconds. I mean, it was incredible. So, yeah. react for me, Devion. Bro, it just takes me back to the conversation. Was it last week? Talking to Chris Paul, and shit like this happens. I'm just like. It's, I'm like, God must be hearing me, man. Because <laughs> I'm like, you know what I'm saying? I'm just like, I know we talk, you know, like everybody talks shit about Lucas some you know, every blue moon and shit like that. But it's just like, this is what we expect Luca to be. But we want you know, I'm happy it was against the Knicks. Like, you know, I, I could never get mad at, like, you know, records and monumental moments, even if they're against, like, bull, really, to me, the Knicks are still a bullshit team. But you can't take away from it. So it gives us, like, a little flash of, like, if they can push it around him, like, for real, that can actually compliment him. I ain't saying we're going to be getting triple doubles like this every night, but – that shit looking real promising. It just seems like th this is what he was brought in for. It's just like, hopefully, 
this is a sign of a lot to come and just keep putting stuff around them. They keep getting better. And then, hey, man, do your thing, bro. You're going to be better than Chris Paul at the end of his career. I'm proud of you, Luca. I'm proud that's all, of you, That's Luka. all comes down to for you. That's all you care about is as long as he's better than Chris Paul. Um, no. So, yeah, I mean, last night was incredible. You know, last <laughs> night, like I said it on last episode, and I, I still stand by it overall in totality as Luca the entire player. But last night, that was – that was a LeBron-esque performance of, like, prime LeBron, and he took that to even a level I don't think I've ever seen LeBron take it to. I mean, he was, yeah. he, was doing, he was doing everything for that team and willing them to a win. Now, he's, he's doing it against the Knicks, which, you know, I don't think is, you know, it is what it is. It's the Knicks. But um, – at the end of the day, 60, 20, and 10, I don't care if you're playing a fucking G League team. That's impressive. So what what I want to – like the only thing that I want to I want to get from Luca is I need him to – I need him to still use – he needs to use his teammates. So like last night he could do it all by himself. That's not sustainable though. Like last night is not sustainable in terms of the Mavericks' overall success, um, because at the end of the day, the Mavericks aren't going to be able, like they're not going to play the Knicks every night. They're not going to be able to rely on one player doing sixty, twenty, and ten. That that's that's too much to put. I mean, and at the end of the day, he did he did all of that, and. It still had to go to overtime. Like they still needed overtime to come to win. They had to come back from nine points down with thirty-three seconds left in the game. Um, it's ju- it's just not it's not a sustainable um, not a sustainable way for them to to keep going the rest of the season. So that's kind of where I'm at with it. But I think the Mavs the Mavs stole one. Put it to you like that. The map the map stole one and, and, and that's good for them. So I don't know. Devin, I mean, I know we're all caught up in the moment, and again, I don't wanna I don't wanna undersell what Luca did is incredible. Probably the best individual performance I've ever seen in my life. Um in terms of a regular season game. But hey, what do you what do you think, Debbie? I mean, do you like I, I see this like a problem for the Mavericks going forward. Um highlighted that Luca had to be that good for them to go to overtime, a miraculous comeback just to beat the Knicks without Jalen Brunson. So I, I'll say this. I'll give you, look, I'll give you your props or props to do. You did say that last week. You said, um, I, you know, me and Joe got on like how good Luca was, but you like, shit, Luca got to damn near be the only person scoring and doing everything for him to win. And if that's what it takes to win against the Knicks, boy, your ass is cooked <laughs> against, like, the real elite teams. It's like, you know what I'm saying? That's why I said, like, hopefully this is a thing to where it will make players that want to, like, come play with Luka that actually compliment him because, bro, this is not sustainable. It's it's a beautiful moment, but it's, like, realistically, on the, like, as far as, like, longevity-wise, this – it's not sustainable at all. So, you know, outside of being like a fan of it, you got to really just be like, no, I mean, we, we, should, everybody, yeah, should you know what I'm saying? Like, I, so here, so one of the guys that I really like in the basketball community, Drew Hanlon, I've talked about him on here before. He, he's a trainer. He trains, uh, he kind of got his name by training Brad Beal. He now trains, um, uh, Embiid. He trains Tatum. He trains, a lot of very successful players in the NBA, but he got it. He kind of got it. He's a St. Louis guy. He got to start with, with Brad when Brad was still in like middle school, middle school and high school. Um, but he came, comes out after the game and is like, Oh yeah. With, with that great performance, but he still doesn't average as much as Embiid and this, that, this, that, this, that, this, that, this, that. And I'm just like, All right, what are we doing? Like, again, I've got my faults with the Mavericks and they're like, why I think this style of play is not going to allow them to succeed in the playoffs, but there's no reason to not celebrate what Luca did. That was, 
again, I think that's probably the best regular season performance I've ever seen. Like, I to me, that was more impressive than Kobe's 81. Uh, yeah, more impressive than Booker's 70, whatever, 70, 71. Um, just because the rebounds, the assists, like, I mean, he was involved in everything. Oh, no, bro, that's way more impressive. That's way more. I love Kobe, bro. It's way more impressive. And that's why I don't. I, I don't I can't go against because it's the Knicks. Like Kobe did that against the fucking Raptors. He that was kill mode. And imagine him throwing 15 rebounds and 10 assists on that. And like that's what Luca did. I'm like, God damn, that bro, he hey, if it ain't the number, if it ain't the best one we've never seen, bro, that's gotta be top three. It's gotta Easily. be. Easily. Like regular season performance. Boy, that hey bro, Luca got it, bro. It's just I hope he develops into like doing this and being consistent. You might not get, you know what I'm saying, 60, 20, and 10, but keep into this and win. Like if you're a Mavericks fan, right? If you're a Mavericks fan, you don't want to see Luca do 60, 20, 10. Like, yeah, this one Mm -hmm. random night in December, what fine. That's that's burn his ass out. You know, who knows who's out, whatever, like all that, like cool. But when it comes to the playoffs, like you need to have a brand of basketball that is going to be reliable. That's not reliable. You cannot rely on right. that type of performance. That's just too impossible. And this is where I keep getting on Luca. Is he? I think he likes this style too much. Like it's the same thing. It's the same issue that I have with Harden. Like they love that that ISO ball, everything on them, mm-hmm. kick real late. I I I, I don't like it. Now on a night where you're anything you throw in throw up is going in, fine, doesn't matter. Yeah, you're, you're gonna you're gonna carry the team. I, but I I was I just I, I could not believe what I was watching when he when he threw that thing off the rim backboard and rim caught it mid mid air does not land just shoots it off the catch. I was like, oh, yeah, there, miss. I was like there ain't no there, there's no way the Knicks are gonna beat them in overtime. No way. No. He's, Two, he's two in the zone. He's two in the zone. And the one, th- the one thing I got to get on Luca for though about last night, I need him to, I need him to celebrate a little better. I need the celebration <laughs> to have a little more swag to it. He looked, he looked like a, he looked like a six-year-old kid that just got his favorite like present at Christmas. Like, he didn't even do his hands. He's just like, I was, I was like, Luca, come on, bro. You gotta, you gotta. We don't like, got no wrist. Zero is man, it's cool though. He'll, he'll get it. <laughs> Hopefully, he'll get it one day. <laughs> but that's so funny, bro. It's cool. <laughs> oh man, boy, that shit we'll get so it one funny. day. He'll get it one day. Um, <sighs> all right, so let's talk about a jaw quote that happened last week. Um, uh, right, before, right before the holidays, right before the Christmas Day games. I'm going to paraphrase it because I don't feel like looking up for the, the whole entire quote. But basically, he was asked who he sees as a potential obstacle or threat or, you know, whatever. And he said the Celtics. And so Malika Andrews, like a good reporter should, made him clarify. So you don't you don't see anybody out in the West? And he goes, the Celtics. We're not worried about anybody out in the West. Um, I'll, I'll, I'll leave my further... I just want to know what do you think about Jaws comments? Um, what like what what you what you think? What do you think, Devion? How do you, how do you react to? There's no one out there in the West that he should be uh, he should be scared of. Uh, he should think like that uh, because that like honestly, whether it's true or not, like is, is that true? What he said? Absolutely not. But as a competitor. <laughs> As a competitor, you have to look at everybody that's in front of you as food and nobody can beat you because that's half the battle is mental. So if you think somebody can just beat you, you know what I'm saying? You already lost you already lost half the battle. So you know, even you know, even though it comes with this and you know, it's you go be salty with you know what I'm saying, with what happened when they lost and shit. But it's like you still got to have that mentality whether you win or lose. You cannot let it be taken away from you because that mentality in like seven-game series 
It's the when we've seen it plenty of time. That's the difference between you actually winning and making it to the next level versus you just just giving up. You know what I'm saying? It's part of the reason like like when we when we shit on Harden, we've seen him. It looks like mentally he's just like, all right, y'all better than me. He can talk like it, but then his performance doesn't show it. Ja talks like that, and whether he wins or lose, you still has his performance that shows it. Like you have to have that as a winning mentality. Like as a coach and a GM organization, I love to breed players like that. I want my I want my dinkiest player to think like that, like real shit. I want everybody to think like that because if you know what I'm saying, that's just like why not, bro? Like who who wants to think somebody go beat them and shit? Like on at this level. Uh, okay, so I'm gonna disagree with you. I I think it was one of the I you know I love Jaw. Yeah, no, I, I feel you. I, I feel you. That was that was but, so stupid. That was that was yeah, he such was wrong. A, Don't get me wrong, he's wrong. Okay. Here, here's the here's the thing. Yeah. You can say, no, I have confidence that we're going to win the West. I have no issue with that, right? Like, before the season started, they asked Jimmy Butler, you know, what do you expect of this Heat team this upcoming year? You know, he had a good run, whatever. He said, to win the finals. Why wouldn't I? To win the finals. I have no problem with that. That can be your expectation. To say you see no obstacles or there's no one that's going to get in your way, then – you go and get 20 pieced by the Warriors without Steph Curry, without Andrew Wiggins. Like, that's my issue. That team just won a fucking title. That team has won four titles in the last seven years or whatever. To say they're not an obstacle is not just being confident. Yeah. Like, that's disrespectful. I'm sorry. That's just that's just straight disrespectful, especially when, yeah. when you have accomplished nothing. Mm-hmm. Like, what is the what's the Grizzlies' biggest moment so far with Ja? Beating your Lakers in a fucking playing game. All right. So miss me with this. Like uh, you're like right. Like they're not on the cusp of shit. They got they got their ass. It's either that or them beating or or struggling to get past the seven seed fucking Timberwolves last year. Right. Like like calm down. Like y'all haven't done it yet. I'm cool. With, mm-hmm. I'm, again, I'm cool if he says my expectation is for us to win the West and and take on whoever wins the least. I'm good with that. I love that. I have an issue with you saying there's no obstacle when you don't even know what the Western Conference Finals looks like. I got a problem. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You're gonna have to. You're gonna have to do a little more. You have to prove it to me a little bit more than that before you start talking like that. If the Warriors want to say it, they don't see an obstacle, all right. I'll let you have that one. Y'all, because been- yeah, you just won. I feel you. Because you just you won. just won. You've won a bunch yeah. of times. You've won with and without KD on both ends of it. Good. No one else can say that in the West. Yeah, I wouldn't even I wouldn't even like it if like the fucking Bucks or Celtics said it in the East. Because again, there's a lot of context to y'all's runs or lone championship for the Bucks, right? Mm-hmm. Like like again, setting your expectation for winning, great. Saying you're gonna win it, great. Saying there's no obstacle is, is fucking wild. I'm sorry. That like that's wild. It's like Hold on, Debbie. You're, you're going. You're going in and out a, a little bit for me. Um, I want to hear what you have to say, but I just want to reiterate while I la- allow you to reconfigure the headset there. Um, <clears throat> saying you're going to win, fine. No obstacle. Disrespectful. That's that's where I'm at with it. All right. I think I think you're good now, Devion. All right, let's see if it works. Yep. Is yeah, it better now? Yep. All right. So I feel you on that because the, the most dangerous thing about it is like what he just did, you just woke up a beast. That's you put a most, you put a big fucking target on your back yeah, for no that's reason. The most dangerous part. And Ja, yeah, you almost had 40 that night, bro, but you lost by a dub. You you know what I'm saying? Like your performance does, you know, reflect what you're saying, but you're not the only person that needs to play like that every night. The rest, that's why I said, like, I want your, the worst player on your team to think like that because he's the one I'm worried about because, Ja, you go get yours, but if I get, you know, the number I eight, mean, and number again, nine, like, let's, four, let's be realistic about who the, what the Memphis Grizzlies are. They are a very well thought out and well put together team, mm-hmm. but they got one star. 
Maybe two. Jaron Jackson, by the end of this year, could maybe blossom into like a budding star. Yeah. Maybe. And I ain't even and that, That's a big maybe. Yeah, I you know what I'm saying? It's so like, like yeah. that's my thing. I was like, let's not let, let you know. Let's not let's not you know let's not write checks. Or, you know that we that the rest of the team can't cash. You know what I'm saying? Like, Ja, I believe you can cash whatever whatever check you wanna you wanna try and fucking write. But I don't mm-hmm. think the rest of your team necessarily can. So. That's kind of where I'm at with it. Like again, love confidence, love all that, love some good shit talking, but okay, okay, yeah. That that's why I say. And then what you said is the difference when you talk like that. The Warriors don't have Steph, but they play championship ball. Don't don't forget that. That's what they need to remember. Don't forget that. I I put it to you like this: Say the Grizzlies end up the two seed again. And the Warriors are in the play-in, and the Warriors end up getting that seven seed. I know, I know who I would pick. On it, I can lie. <laughs> Upset city. Five, four, one, four, oh, four, one. And I look, I'm rooting for the Grizzlies. I, I want if it's up to me, if I got to just hand pick who comes out the West, I want either the Grizzlies. Or the Pelicans to come out the West. Like I want one of those teams to be the team that makes it. So I, again, I'm not rooting against them. I just think like I think this was not the smartest thing to say. And, and this is from a person that loves trash talk. I love it, but I put it like this: if 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 Jimmy Butler would have said this, I'd be like Jimmy, why don't you shut the fuck up? Maybe you know. I feel Celtics you. are out there. Celtics are out there. Sixers, Nets, like all these teams, like we don't need to draw attention to ourselves. Let's be the dangerous loomers that we always are. Like that role for us. Uh, but let's let's talk about some stars that are hurt. Yeah, I guess like, a star. Your boy AD, because you know what actually pisses me off? Because your your Lakers were actually starting to kind of get a little bit of a, a rhythm. Told like, y'all were actually starting to look kind of, you. you know, playing ish. No, you know? I, I told you this was gonna happen, Will. That's why I said no. <laughs> it it happens every fucking year. My man sprained his ankle in the air. He'll get hurt. Somebody can blow on him. He'll fall over. He might break his femur. <laughs> like this, this, bro. This as a Lakers fan, bro. This is what I'm used to seeing. Like that's why I never. That's why I say I never get excited, and I don't judge the Lakers until February. And I'm that's when, all right, all our injuries might be done. People starting to come back. I say okay, it's a little bit of hope. Hopefully, we didn't get down too long. I mean, too far behind. But this is it, bro. Like you know, I and I like I said, I might have an unpopular opinion with this. Um, but you probably agree with me on this. Like at this point, bro, Anthony Davis is dope, but you gotta trade him. Like there's no, you, uh, know, you know, I've been saying that. Yeah, that's why I was like, there's no winning with him. I'm just keeping real with you, bro. Like he's a he's a great player. We got a ring out of him when we trade. I mean, him there like there is winning with him. Yeah, but like you gotta have the luck that he's actually gonna be there. But that's what I'm saying. But and, and the off. issue with for your Lakers right now is. Like the rest of the team is not good enough to sustain when he's hurt. Not at all. Like that team is so dependent on LeBron, him, and Russ carrying everybody. Well, that shit is terrible. So like when you don't, when y'all don't have like, you know, I get it. he's a first year head coach, but I think when AD's out, Russ has to go back into the starting lineup. Yeah, because like. I, I, I just I just watched the entire game, right? Like I don't watch a ton of Lakers games, like start to finish, but I obviously I watch this one because you're playing us, right? So the thing that I notice is like LeBron and Russ can coexist fairly well without AD on the floor. Like no. Russ being the ball handler in a pick and roll situation with LeBron, like like that that works. That works. Now again. Y'all could use some extra shooting and, and to space the floor. Like, we all know that. That's, that's at this point, damn near two years old, right? But, um, yeah, it's tough. I think, like, they got to play more together. When y'all made your run in the fourth quarter, those two were on the floor together. 
And it was just because they were living in the paint, breaking it down, and Troy Brown decided he was going to be a good three-point shooter tonight, right? Like, that's going to be the Lakers thing. Like, who can get hot tonight, right? Like, that's going to that's gonna be the prayer and let those two kind of do the rest, do the, do the heavy lifting. Um, but other stars that also got hurt, Devin Booker, he, he's supposed to be out about a month. And then Sabonis hurt his hand. I think – I, I well, actually I see it right now. Actually, he's still going to start tonight, but I don't. I don't. It seems like this is going to be something that's going to potentially bother him. And I don't know if you realize this. It surprised me when I was looking through the stats, doing prep for this. But Sabonis actually leads the NBA in rebounding. Um, he has the most double doubles in the NBA. So, so like I mean, he's been playing very well for Sacramento. You know, they've gotten themselves into the play-in playoff hunt. Um, but I, I hope this doesn't – I'm not sure which hand it's on, but I, I hope this doesn't kind of stop the momentum that they've got going because I picked them, I think, to be the 10 seed when we did our preseason rankings. Um, you know, I like watching them play. I think they've got an exciting kind of group of young players. I, I've enjoyed watching Sabonis for, you know, two, three years now. Um, so we'll kind of remove him from it since he's still going to be able to kind of play through it. But – I'm interested to see your your input on this because obviously they're at different parts of the Western Conference right now, so that might play into the conversation. But what, who do you think hurts their team more, AD or Booker, uh, with their absence? Something like they're probably going to be out about similar amounts of time. Um, Booker by a landslide because honestly, the Lakers with or without AD were finished. I, I never believed in it, you know. Even at the beginning of the season, I didn't think we would play winning basketball. You know, I think we had too many we had too many loose parts that we I don't think we'll be able to figure out for at least the next two years, in my opinion. The Suns actually had promised to where if you know if if even if they may not be number one seed, but they're contenders with you know healthy. Yep. Yep. You know, Chris Paul, yep. I can get on him all they want, but they are actually contenders. Now you got yo score the yo, that's yo Kobe. I mean, yeah, I, I mean let's be very clear. Most of our hate for Chris Paul comes from his ability to not play in the most important moments, right? Yeah. Like or have to be playing me. through some severe injury that limits the way he can play. It's mm-hmm. not fully healthy Chris Paul. Fully healthy Chris Paul, I think everyone now can acknowledge while slightly dirty is a monster. Yeah. Like facts. He, he's a dog when he when he actually plays and, you know, he's not hurt, dog, I, I don't got nothing to say. I just, I really just be mad because you know how good he is, but he's not playing or he gets hurt. And it seems like it's the most fluke shit in the world. And as a fan, like, I don't want to keep seeing this happen. You know what I'm saying? People can only sustain heartbreak for so long, bro. You know? So, but D-Book, like, I had them in the sixth seed. Um, I had him in the sixth seed this by the end of the season, and I took into account I I didn't think he was gonna get hurt like this for a month, but I knew Chris Paul or somebody else would get hurt that was gonna affect the record. So, man, this this I say this this next month is gonna be real interesting, and we are gonna see if the Suns can somehow, even if they don't keep at a fifty fifty like you know what I'm saying record, if they get even close to a 50-50 record, that should give everybody hope. And now that should put another, you know, put some fuel in the fire when it comes to actually winning. But this next month will be interesting. And based on what we see right here, that's going to give the teams the recipe of who to stop, who to put pressure on. And, you know, so we, that's it's going to be real interesting to see that. So that's, so let me throw this at you right now, Devian. Um I'm going to throw this out to you. Our jock market promotion continues to go here. As you see on the bottom, the crawl there, jock, jock market again, if you're, you're just getting on jock market. 100% deposit match if you use the promo code STARNS. Uh, go after uh, some Mikael Bridges. Going to have to be a heavier heavier workload there. Um, Cam Johnson out extended time. Jay Crowder not playing for them. Uh, campaign has been in and out. Like a lot of different responsibilities now that Booker's also out. Going to have to fall to... Mikhail Bridges. So if you're looking for daily fantasy sports advice right there, there you go. Will Starnes helping you out again. Um, but 
I'm going to disagree with your take. I think Anthony Davis is the more impactful person being hurt simply because there's no margin for error for you guys. Like your Lakers don't have the margin. I know you didn't have them. I think you had them what like that's nine or ten seed or something. But that's valid. Um, that's that's yeah. my kind of read on it. Like I think the Suns will be fine. Like they played tonight. Uh, let me see if I can grab that score real quick. But I mean, Chris Paul was putting on a putting on a yeah. clinic to carry. It. Oh, they lost. They got whooped by the, yeah. the Bradley Bealless Wizard. So that's yeah, that's what I'm saying. That's something. But that's what I'm talking about. Is is shit like that? Mentally, I just don't think – I think mentally, th- this is a – at this point when your stars are hurt, it's all about them. It's all mental. It's a mental game about – Yeah, I, I mean, they just have – they have a lot of people out. And I think no. that's going to be hard for them to make up. So, <laughs> I get it. I get it. Like, you have a valid point. I'm not saying it's a bad point, but I think – I think. I mean, just look at the – the Lakers were, were beating some, like, quality teams when AD was in – and at the very least, we're beating the team that they're supposed to beat. Like now, last night, y'all, I mean, last night that's y'all beat the Magic like you should, so that's good. That's a fact. Um, but I, I just, I, I don't, I want to see LeBron in the playoffs at least one more time, you know? So like that's like I'm really rooting for y'all to get there. But this makes it hard, and because like my thing is. It's some ambiguous foot injury, right? Foot sprain or something, whatever the fuck they're saying. So even when he comes back, how can I trust that he's going to be good for the remainder of the season? It's not going to flare up again, and he's going to miss miss more time. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's that's why I just think it's so debilitating. You know, Booker, I think he's dealing with a groin. Now, that, that can linger as well. But the fact that they're willing to let him miss so much time tells me that they're not going to put him out there until that thing is fully healed, which is the correct way to do it. Because I think you and I both, we've talked, you know, off off three and a possible plenty of times about, like, we've both tweaked our groin in, in the past as, yeah, as just mediocre hard. athletes. And yeah. that shit does not fucking go away. I, can, I mean, I can only imagine when you're trying to do the training and everything that an NBA player is trying to fucking do. Like, that is no bueno. Um, so yeah, I mean, it, it, I think there's a, I think there's a, an argument for either one. I go AD, you go Booker. Um, if, if we, one thing, I, go ahead. I say, I say this, if these were both like a couple years ago and championship, like, or I knew that the Lakers will come to, like go into the playoffs, I say AD by a landslide, because if we were actually competing and AD gets taken out, I have no faith. You know, because like you said, everything revolves so much around him in that the way that we play, if if we were literally in a one seed, I'm like, we probably would drop down to. Okay. That, 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 that leads me to kind of no what thing. I want to talk to you, what I want to bring up. Oh. That's kind of aside from all the stars being hurt. But, I mean, we all know Anthony Davis is a good defensive player, but y'all fucking suck on defense without him. Oh. Will, Will, I'm trying to tell you, bro. We are trash. Bro, but here's a, here, here's my thing. Y'all brought in y'all brought in all these people that are supposed to be like defensive specialists. You got Pat Bev. I mean, Troy Brown is more of a defensive player than an offensive player. Um, like I like I know LeBron. LeBron, a. I'm not gonna get on LeBron in year damn near twenty. To sit in the chair and you know, you and, you know he's 45. What can he do, bro? You know, right. he, he, he's doing everything he can. I'm not like it. Yeah, like, they had to, they had to know they were gonna have to account for that. Same thing with Russ, old legs. But god damn, man, y'all are a fucking turnstile. So, here's what I want to ask you this has this is just more to do with your Lakers. Um, y'all gonna have to make some moves. I think, I think you know that the Lakers know that. All of Laker Nation knows that y'all gonna need to make some moves if you're gonna, you know, be able to make any real run at anything this year, right? So, I was sitting there, sitting here, kind of trying to think of like some people that maybe y'all could, y'all could go after. I think Jay Crowder is an obvious one. He's not sure. gonna play for Phoenix. I don't know if they would trade him, you know, to a Western Conference team. Um, but here's a name I want to throw out at you who I think would be relatively cheap um, because of his age and everything, and they're not going anywhere, it looks like, this year. 
Goran Dragic, my boy. You know I love the dragon. But you know, he's sitting, he's playing on the bench for the for the Bulls. Not looking real sweet for them. What would what would your thoughts be of like, you know, I would imagine like that's gotta be like, okay, second round pick, cash consideration type thing. You know, maybe throw in some player, but not anyway. Like you wouldn't have to give up like Russ or anybody like that. But you could let Goran start. Right, run twenty-five-ish minutes with starters. You split it with Russ off the bench. I feel like that could be a, a nice little move for y'all. That's a subtle move, but provides some instant offense for you guys, which you guys are desperately needing. Y'all already don't play defense at the at the perimeter, so whatever. <laughs> so, what do you think? I think about it. Um... I'm well. What we're missing in this current roster, I don't think that would that would that wouldn't be bad. Honestly, it's like, will it? He's a three level scorer. He can shoot the three. Yeah. He can pull it from mid range. He's a good pick and roll player. Um, you know, I feel like I feel like that can do some things for your offense that you guys are sorely lacking. Because we don't need like Drogic from. Five years ago, you know what I'm saying. We don't, we don't need that, but you do need. I mean, a, you can certainly use it, but I mean, yeah, you know, what I'm we definitely could use it. But it's just like right now, you need a spark. He definitely knows how. One thing I give him, he knows how to play with the big. And you get okay. Anthony Davis involved, he's gonna make shots easy for him. You know, you can kick it out to him. He can score. He can dish the rock, and that's um, that's extra momentum that you get off the bench and you only need 15, 15, 15 minutes from him. So I it's like, he, I think y'all would start him. Honestly, I would start what, him if I was a Lakers. What, Leave Russ what on the bench. Any bro. I ain't gonna lie to you, bro. I would have, I would argue down two, three years ago, but I can't argue none about that. They, they probably would start him and see if it'll give a spark and say, Russ, just keep doing what you're doing. Don't let this affect you. Let's see how he works with LeBron and, and AD man. We're going to get you your minutes. I would be happy with that because I don't think, like I said, I don't think we got to give up too much to get him. So if it works out, perfect, we re-sign him. If it doesn't, we didn't lose nothing. I, th- I, I think it's I'm one of those low-risk moves I'm for the Lakers. I like that, bro. bro, I actually like that. It's just about – it's just about if – like I, I just don't have no faith. Honestly, like I said, it's a, it's a great – it's a great, like – the thing is, man, I think I feel like a move like that needs to be tried to be made now, right? Don't wait till the deadline when everyone's like, "Oh shit, we're like one player away." I don't think Drive. the Lakers. I don't think you know the Lakers got that same like. Um, what am I trying to say? The same um, power that they had with trading and people want to come and that persuasion that you might have once had to get somebody to come here, you know, to trade people to it because all we have so much leverage gone and most of our leverage are in three players that LeBron's older would people trade for him yes but what would you get out of him you probably wait till his contract ends AD's too much of a question mark and Russ gets terrible flack which I don't think he deserves it so but you know they go try to you know kill your trade value so it's just yeah. like even if we get try to get somebody like him they go little broke, bro. They go hoe us and try to get way more than what they deserve for somebody like Dragons. And then we're going to be stuck again. And we have I don't to know. Just- I, feel like, I feel like what the Bulls are going to be at, though, like, I think they would take any and all draft picks at that point for a guy that's, like, not part of their future. You know, it'd be different if it was, like, one of their younger guys, like Patrick Williams or AO. Like, you know, like those guys, like, there's an argument, like, oh, they could develop into this. Like, Dragic is, like, 37. Yeah, facts. He is what he is. So I don't know. Just want to throw it out there. Thought of that earlier today. Throw it your way. But let's move on to some buy or sell. I want to know, Devion, are you buying or selling that the Nets are the team to beat in the East? They beat the Hawks tonight to mark their 10th straight win. Jacques Vaughn has those boys hooping. Um, I'm not going to say they're more or less bought in because – 
I, I don't know. I, I, I don't typically love those types of conversations, but there's an argument to be made they are. Um, Katie would refute it, but as Katie always does, he's going to refute whatever you try and put out there. So whatever. Um, but I want to know: Are they the team to beat in the, in the East? So here's how the East sits right now: Celtics are on top. They are up two games on Milwaukee and uh, two games on Brooklyn. About to be probably a game and a half on Milwaukee. It looks like they're going to win tonight as well. But uh, should the Nets be the team that is the team to beat? All right. So I remember at the beginning of the season, I had Brooklyn versus Milwaukee, Golden State versus Memphis, and Brooklyn versus Golden State. I was sticking to my pick. <laughs> I told you. I, I just, like, don't get me wrong, like, Boston. I would be very, very nervous about Boston. Like, you know, because I know KD and them, they seem like they're getting it together. But we've seen this before. And all it takes is one momentum swing. And we are seeing other players like Tatum and the organization and Milwaukee that are clicking. And they always click in the right moments. But you cannot deny when he's playing like this, Kyrie Irving. Bro, come on now. Kyrie Irving looked like Irving. You know what I'm saying? It looked like Look when good. he got freed out that shoe deal, that boy really was free out here. <laughs> you, you, it's hard to, to see anybody beating that. But we've seen them be beat before in times we didn't think they were. But right now, I've, I, I'm confident in me picking them still versus the Bucks. I still got them versus the Bucks if, it, if they get a chance. So if I wanted to see my matchup is them versus the Bucks, I think Brooklyn, you know, to me, this is the best chance I think they've had since they've been together to actually make it. I'm not going to say like on paper, but like the playing style and the way they play and all the adversity they overcame, this is the best that I've seen them to where they can make it to a finals and win. In my opinion, they, they're, Oh, they're jumping them hurdles, bro. I'm. Hey, man, they're I'm, impressive. They have been very impressive. Yeah, I could, I could be wrong, but this, this is the storyline of champions. Of this, the shit this is exactly on. what every Nets fan. This is what every yeah. Nets fan wanted to see from this team, right? Come on, like, now, talk to it me. Is, like we talked to it before the season, right? Like I, I would say, like you know, we had conversations with people, like, oh, Ben Simmons, is he washed or is he this or this, is he that? It, look. I, like I said, the points, no one cares. He can give you anywhere from 6 to 20 points a night. It, that part doesn't matter. That's just a matter of how the game's being played. Is it being played more in transition or more in half court? If it's playing more in transition, he'll be more to, closer to 20. If it's more half court, he'll be closer to, you know, 6, 8, whatever. Uh, but he's going to play defense. He's going to be disruptive. He's going to set the table for people, especially in transition or, like, quasi-transition plays where – you know, you go fast after a a make. You know, you push the ball to court. Like, that's where Ben Simmons is going to shine for that team. That's what he's doing. And then when you're in the half court, it's going to be Katie and Kyrie, right? Like, those two are going to do their thing. They are virtually unguardable. You are just hoping they miss when they shoot. Um, so, I want – Devin, do you think I'm buying – do you think I'm going to buy or sell this? That's what, I, that's what I really want to know. Do you think I'm going to buy or do you think I'm going to sell this? You know me pretty well. Yeah. This is kind of hard, bro. Um, I want to say you're going to sell them, but I actually think you'll buy in. You should have gone with your first thought. I'm selling sell, you know, No, because it's the team to beat. If they can – nah, you – I still I think def- I definitely think they can win. win. I definitely think they can win. Like I yeah, definitely I think, think they could have represent more open, the East. Like Milwaukee. Um, I think you would still say like Milwaukee. Bro, you, know. you know, you know I'm yeah. a I am a yeah. I think I, like still. obviously I understand stars are important. Like I am never gonna be this per- like I'm a fucking Heat fan. Yeah, I we, think we go for every fucking star that's out there, right? Like I get mm-hmm. stars are important. Um, but I, I still think style of play and mentality are are very, very important right up there with talent. And 
the Nets got the talent. I don't think they have the style of play or the mentality to be the favorite to win the East. Like, again, I think they could win it. You know, we've got NBA champion Kevin Durant, NBA champion Kyrie Irving, right? Like, they've seen it all. Like, they've they've been through all the ups and downs of NBA seasons and people in fandom. Like, they have gone through everything. So I'm not saying that they're not experienced, but I don't trust mm-hmm. that team's mental makeup. And that that's really what it comes down to. That's why I can't say that they not are sure. the team to beat. Like, the mental makeup that I trust is Milwaukee. Right, like that team has got the com- combination of stars and mental makeup that I that I just trust. Um, with with the Nets, my issue is, yes, am I surprised? Am I surprised that they're going on a ten game win streak? No, because no. when things are going well for the Nets, they're fucking amazing. But when you get to the playoffs, things are not going to always be going well. And I do not trust them to respond to adversity. That's that's what it comes down to. That's why I can't say that they're my team to beat in the East. I think they're in the top two or three. I'd say top three. Um, but can't I got to sell on they are the team to beat. That's still, to me, Milwaukee. Yeah, I, I could, That's why I said I could figure that. That's why I was like, yeah, I had to think about when, you, when I said team to beat. I'm like, nah, he ain't going to go for that. <laughs> I mean, we're just we're just one more Kyrie Irving controversy away from them going on a losing streak, anyways. You know, so. No shit, can't argue that one. <laughs> All right, one more, one more buy or sell. Buy or sell. No one's even going to challenge Paulo Benchero for Rookie of the Year. Dude's been hooping. Jaden Ivey's been hooping as well in Detroit. Um, can't argue. But yeah, he he been, he been looking kind of good. So buy or sell, Devion. Yeah, but I don't really think you. I guess you can argue anything, but I don't really see a valid argument for it. So it's I think this is like a quick buy. Like I I'm, I don't even have much to say about it. I I don't really think you can argue. It. All right, I, I thought you might get. I, I you know well, I honestly kind of I wrote this one expecting Joe to be with us. You know because Joe. Always yeah. seems to have an angle on some things, but uh, yeah, no, I'm I am buying that no one's going to challenge him. I mean, he, like he was my pick before the season, so there's a little bias there. But I, I just think, oh, bro, I'm I'm I bro, got if you, watch, if you watch him play, Whoa. he he looks he just looks like more than a rookie. Like I'm not saying he's already like arrived a superstar. All I'm not saying any of that, but he he looks he's got. He's got more strength than most rookies come into the league with. Even, you know, bigger guys like him, you know, he he kind of reminds me of Zion in a sense when, when Zion was a rookie. Like, yeah, you know he's 19, but he just he, he moves grown men real NBA fucking men. easily. Yeah, yeah. He yeah. bro, that's that's why I put he looks like people come in, they might say, Oh, he's a boy. No, he came in as a man playing against little boys. Like he came NBA ready, and it's like I knew he was gonna he, be good. He, you know what? You know what I really like about him, Devion. He, Paulo, plays with this this steadiness that you see a lot of veterans play with, where calm. like real calm. You, you know, honestly, he he reminds me a little bit of Jimmy. Yeah. Where like on offense, when Jimmy is determined, he's gonna get to like the two or three spots that he likes on the floor, and he's just gonna be stronger than you and move you until he gets there. Like Paulo's got a lot of that to him. He doesn't quite have some of the savviness yet. I think he can obviously get it. But, you know, we're like some of these other veterans, whether it's Jimmy, all Harden, fuck him, but Harden. Um, who's another one that's 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 real good at it? Like I mean, Durant, obviously. Yeah. But like they kind of get to their spot, but then they have also like this like polished footwork. That's like the one thing I think Paulo could evolve more is like that footwork. Whereas like okay, I got to my spot, I pump. And then I don't go my, my full turn. I kind of stop that halfway to get you leaning again. And then you lean in for that. You get like the foul, easy foul and ones. Like like the two that really come to mind is Jimmy and, and Harden do that really yeah, well. I like, um, like Kawhi. Like, it's like a Kawhi type thing. Yeah, Kawhi a little bit. You know what I'm saying? It, it might not. Yeah, yeah. To me, he, he's he, he shies away. He shies away from contact a little more than those guys do. 
Yeah, yeah he, he he's but, a little bit more exciting to watch, but he's a little fragile. Yeah. 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 <laughs> hey, he's he. Hey, we we're not gonna really devote like a segment to him, but like, I mean, Kawhi's been hooping lately. Does deserve to be called out. Like he's he's been kind of balling. The Clippers are sitting, I think, at fourth, which I think is right about where I had them in my preseason rankings. But Clippers. Hey, I wasn't I wasn't too bought into them. They've made me buy in a little more so far. A little more, mostly because of kind of how some of the other teams in the West have been riddled with injuries and whatnot. But I mean, so have they, and they're sitting. I think both, they're sitting pretty. Four, I think we both got in that four. Yeah, I got them. Some, you know, those two are going to miss too many games to to make a run at the top top. But mm-hmm. they'll be dangerous in the playoffs. Got to give them that. But all right, last segment before we do love or violence. Start, sit, cut, Devion. Yeah, that's always interesting to me. So, yeah, I thought this was interesting. We got a couple guys that are certainly number two to their number ones on their team, but obviously very talented. And then we have another that you would probably say is the number one, but he's kind of a number one that maybe should be a number two or has another a bunch of other guys that are kind of similar stature as him. So start, sit, cut, Donovan Mitchell, James Harden, Kyrie Irving. I think I'm I am interested to see how you how you roll with this one, Devion. And this is based off just this year, right? This year. Based off of this year, uh I people might not agree, but I really don't give a fuck. <laughs> I'm starting down the mission. That's I'm gonna start yeah. here. And I know that might be for some of you, but I'm gotta start him because I'll get into that after. But I'm gonna start him. I would sit Kyrie and I will cut Hart. Okay. Hey, I mean I will never shed a tear. I was like I let you say it, but I give my reason why. I know some people might not agree. But <laughs> one of our favorite guests would probably disagree. Oh yeah, you know, you know he he probably cut down the mission. <laughs> All right, I think I'm going to shock you with this. I'm shock. I shock myself with this, honestly. Please don't say it. I can't. I can hardly get myself to say this out loud. I'm going to start James Harden. I can't lie. He's been balling. He's been playing a much better brand of basketball. This kills me to fucking say. I'm going to start James Harden. I still fully expect him to disappoint me by the end of the season, but what I've seen so far, I got to start James Harden. I'm a bench Donovan Mitchell, and I'm a cut Kyrie. Kyrie, I, I don't like doing it. I because I love watching Kyrie Irving play basketball. Um, but the one thing that I like about James Harden so far, he's being much more decisive. He's not dribbling the air out the ball. Like, he's either getting it, moving it, getting it going, and dishing. Like, I think he's he's blending that, like, all of his positive things very well, and he is eliminating the thing that I don't like about his game. I know Devion. I know. I'm, not, I'm not. I'm not happy with myself either. I can't get mad because he is doing the shit that we always wanted him to do. But I, I can't get mad. But it's just. <sighs> no, I mean, and Donovan Mitchell has been hooping. Um, I mean, he's got he's got the the Cavaliers are a game ahead of the Sixers, and in Brooklyn, I can't ignore that. Like Kyrie coming back has. Spurred their their run, um, but I think I think a lot of that is has more to do with everyone else than it does Kyrie. And I mean, this is, they're they're all fantastic players. Like they're all they're all they're all great. Um, if I was just going like straight talent for talent, I probably would not be cutting Kyrie Irving here. Yeah, but yeah. at the end of the day, Donovan Mitchell is leading his team, and they're I mean, I think they're separated by like a game. Like number Let me pull this up. Four, Half a game. Four, yeah, a, a game. A game now. Four. 
Because so, like, they're all they're all within like a game, game and a half of each other. Nets, Cavs, Sixers. Yeah, Nets, Cavs, Sixers. So I got to cut Kyrie right now. Um, I think he brings the least else to the table besides scoring. I think I think that's probably my main reason. That's that's close with me with him and Donovan Mitchell, but I think. Oh, See? Man, so you got me, you got me wanting to go back and and cut, but I I gotta I, leave Donovan there because he's leading the team. I got no, I'm sticking with it. I'm sticking with it. I tell you, but Donovan Mitchell is a clear start because let's be real, Cavs are nice, but nobody, not too many people, are gonna say this unless you like a diehard Cavs fan. You was like, oh, Donovan Mitch come. He about to play like Jordan. We about to... nobody's seen this, and he he's not doing it by like you think he number two option. Nah, he's number one. He's showing you why he big dog, and he competing with all these other superstars. Yeah, no, I mean you you got to give it yeah. up to him. He's he's eighth in the league in scoring at twenty eight yeah, and a half points per game. James Harden. Here's the thing, but I'll give you the argument with that is if James Harden was hurt. And he's off that team, even if MB's killing, would they even be top five? You get what I'm saying? I that's that's the argument why I'm like, I can't get mad at that because Kyrie, with or without Kyrie playing too well, then unfortunately the Knicks, I mean the Nets are used to this type of bullshit. And you're just hoping that Kyrie and Durant, well, Durant's gonna be Durant. You're just hoping Kyrie actually gonna be Kyrie. But they used to it, and can they still win and be effective? Yes. So if I look at it from that standpoint, I can't really get mad because, like, who's more beneficial for the team or more, who's more important? That plays a big role. But based on, like, how everybody's playing right now and who I think will get the furthest based on this, I can see the Nets. I mean, yeah, the Nets going further than the 76ers because – I've seen this one too many times, bro, and I'm not gonna fall for it again. I've just seen it too many times. No, I mean, don't get it twisted. You know what I'm saying? In but the Danny playoffs, play the person with the ball in hand, I want, I want it to be Kyrie Irving out of all three of these guys. All like, of them. Game on the line in the postseason. I, I'm starting Kyrie if that's the situation. But enveloping everything into it, I think Kyrie. Kyrie gets a lot of his stature and his name from like individual plays, right? Like it's not like you don't have a lot of like games where you're like, oh my god, Kyrie Irving just took over that game, right? Like that's not necessarily what you think, and, th- and that's fine. Like I'm not saying that that's a bad thing, um, but I think we all think that Kyrie, like we think of like the game seven shot, right, against Golden State, mm-hmm. or like the crazy highlight against the James Harden Rockets a few years ago when he behind the back twice spin move between like four different Rockets and lays it in as like, I mean, I just, what do you you do with that? Right. Like it's, it's less about like the games that he takes over. It's more about his like kind of highlight plays within a game. And a lot of them come at very important moments. Like it's not to be, again, it's not to be discounted. He can get a buck whenever he wants to. Um, but yeah, that, yeah, I'm kind of mad at myself for making that topic, but all right, let's, you know, we end the show, Devion, we choose love or we choose violence. So I want to, I want to know what you're doing today. What are you doing today, Devion? You choose love. I'm loving my boy. I'm loving, I'm loving the dunk of the century. Oh my God. Bro, that shit was amazing come on bro did you really think like i thought he'd do something maybe a layer but when that boy took off i was just like bro why don't you just move (laughs) it's like bro you you don't forget like i know sometimes he might play sluggish and all that stuff i was like bro don't forget aaron gordon's been playing well this year you hear me i'm like this boy got real bounce and he had turned up on you like that that dunk bro I'm sorry, that dunk was the best dunk we've seen this year because I I ain't gonna lie, I wasn't expecting. <laughs> when he took off like that, I'm like, bro, this is the Aaron Gordon I missed, bro. I ain't gonna lie. I'm like, he really been 
like really the last two seasons, I'm like, Aaron Gore, you doing your thing, bro. I miss this seeing these highlights and shit. I'm like, put more people on posters, bro. I like, bro. That hey, best dunk of the year. Landry Shamit got got blessed, bro. Embarrassed. This, you know, what this reminds (laughs) me of. This reminds me of um, DeAndre Jordan and uh, what's bro name Knight. Brandon Brandon Knight. Knight. When he put his ass on a poster like that, that's what I was like. Oh yeah, this this. Hey, but you know you gotta you gotta give one thing to Aaron Gordon. He he legit flushed it. DeAndre Jordan kind of threw it in at the very end, like he didn't quite get all the way there. Um, he yeah, bro, that shit was nice. Nuts on this boy head, like his boy, little boy, him for sure. Like that's that's some shit that you see when you see these high schoolers playing. And they playing AAU, and you just see all the the one players you know going Division One, and they might run across that them Division Two players. They this is what that looked like. I'm like, damn. Hey, shout out to you, my boy. That was, hey. Sheesh. Man, hey, dunk of the year. Somebody get one better than that. I I changed my mind. All right. Well, one of us has to choose violence. I guess yes. it has to be me, Devion. Uh, I'm changing sports. I'm going to the NFL. And I don't exactly know how to divvy up the, the violence here. But I think the Dolphins deserve some of it. The NFL oh, yeah. deserves probably the most of it. And even to himself deserves some of it. Why are we letting these players play through concussions? Why are we – what are we doing? So, you know – we probably talked about it on here for a little bit early on in the year Tua had the real scary concussion when he played Cincinnati on Thursday night football. He started like the fencing reaction where his fingers got like stuck like this. Cause he got hit on his head too hard, you know, which was four days removed from what a lot of people thought was also a concussion, you know, but like now we, we learn uh, yesterday or a couple days ago, you know, and it was crazy watching this game. Devin. This was a Christmas day game. Dolphins are playing at one Eastern. Uh, Tua is dealing first half, right? Like has like 230 yards, a touchdown, like is looking like an MVP type player. There's a play that happens with about two minutes left in the first, first half. He gets tackled by his feet, falls on his back and the back of his head smacks the turf, right? Now the NFL is supposed to have spotters. Dolphins supposed to have spotters. Tua, if you're, if he's feeling concussion, like symptoms is supposed to, is supposed to self-report. Like, hey, head hurts. Take me out, right? Like all these, all these different things that should happen in that game. You get to the second half, all of a sudden, Tua looks like he forgot how to play fucking football. He like he throws three straight interceptions. Like I, I literally texted a group chat and I was like, "This is like the biggest 180 of football play that I've ever seen in my life." Like I've never seen somebody go from looking like that good to like that trash in like what seemed to be just like a random halftime come to find out we find out i think it was yesterday mcdaniel the head coach of the dolphins is going through some some of the tape with tua from their previous game is like Tua, you, you kind of look like a different person um also one of tua's responses about one of his interceptions after the game he says uh yeah i don't really remember if i if i said the wrong play or if i had the wrong play i didn't give him the right signal i can't really remember what 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 happened there i was like Without the context of knowing he had a concussion, like, okay, that's kind of a weird comment, but whatever, all right, miscommunication. With the context that, oh, he had a concussion. Yeah, like, he clearly fucking is, like, half blacked out during the second half. It's like, what are we doing? Like, just a, just a, the week before, we've got Devontae Parker, who was on the Patriots, hits his head real bad, is clearly concussed. Again, this is on national television. One of the other players on the Patriots had to take a knee to get Devontae Parker off the field. Like, like there's supposed to be all these spotters out there looking for head injuries. Why are these players not getting yanked off the fucking field? The NFL can afford to pay 100 people to watch every single game, pour over every single fucking replay to see a player hit their head or, or something uh, to get these players off the game. Like, like if there's a real possibility Tua has had three concussions in, like, two months. 
that's bad. Like we, we see enough stories of these football players in their retired life much earlier than they're supposed to go, you know, committing suicide or like all these different things because of CTE. The whole thing's got to be better. Whole thing's got to be better. Like I'm a Dolphins fan. Obviously, I know Tua gives the Dolphins the best chance to win, but like Tua should probably just sit down. Like it's probably like, okay, good season. Get him next year. Like, what, what are we doing here? Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I don't know about you, Devion, but I don't play around with my brain. Nah, I wouldn't brain either. injuries. Like, all right. Yeah. There's and a there's a time to be a tough guy, and then there's a time not to be a tough guy. You be great and all that stuff, but just remember, there is a life after sports. And if you ever want to sit and play with your grandkids, don't be you know like Muhammad Ali. You know, people loved his career, but when you have Parkinson's and you can't even hold your your grandkids, bro, you got to remember stuff like that. That stuff matters. So, hey, I, I'll sit down. Because I, 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 I see y'all talking about that all the time. I'm like, this boy got this many concussions and he's still playing? Bro, he, hey, bro, you better let that – get rid of that heart, bro. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, Appreciate the toughness, but let's not be stupid. Like, let's not be an idiot here. But all right, y'all. It's three to possible. I think we held it down without Joe. Yeah. Next time, uh, hopefully, we'll get Joe on. And uh, three and possible. We're out. Yeah.